Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. I graduated from college about a month ago now. I'm in need of a full-time job, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Remember, every show to you is brought to you by BuiltBar.com because Built Bars are not candy bars. They're actually protein bars that have that great candy taste, and they're great for keeping you healthy and maintaining weight. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN to get 50% off everything, and all profits right now will be donated to charity. So BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN. Now, for today's show, uh, it's going to be a two-segment show today. For segment number one, I want to talk a little bit about my feelings towards Sammy uh, Sosa and Mark McGuire. Just my overall thoughts on the steroid error and you know how it plays into Major League Baseball. And then for segment number two, I just want to talk about uh, that Sports Center special they're running today about this, you know, the return of sports and what Rob Manfred, MLB commissioner, had to say to... Mike Greenberg, you know, Greeny of ESPN. So we'll get into that as well today. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks are listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Let's jump right into it now. I want to talk about the Sammy Sosa and the Mark McGuire. Not necessarily the documentary that came out on ESPN. Not the 30 for 30, but just more overall my thoughts and feelings toward it. Because here's the thing. Uh, I understand why people hate the steroid users. Because I don't like the idea of it either. I know right now in today's game, with the state of baseball and all the other sports, if players are doping right now, I'm going to feel like they're cheaters, and I'm going to feel like there's, you know, it, it delegitimizes their career a little bit, especially depending on when we find out they started taking steroids and how long they've been taking it for. So I think there's other factors as well. It's not just as cut as dry as they take steroids, now they're cheaters. I think it matters when in your career you took the steroids and how long you took it for. How long were those performance-enhancing drugs really affecting you? For a guy like Barry Bonds, I think he should be a Hall of Famer, and I think he's right there in the conversation for greatest baseball player ever. The man won three MVPs before any allegation of steroids, all-time home run leader, and I get it. If he did do those steroids to, to get that 70 home run mark, then that definitely puts a blemish on his resume. But if Barry Bonds never did steroids, he's still probably a 500 home run, a 500 home run hitter. You know, another possible 500 stolen bases. Still probably a career 300 hitter. He might still have four MVPs. So the man is still one of the best baseball players ever to play without steroids. But that brings me to to Mark McGuire, <laughs> Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa. Now, Mark, he has an interesting case because. When he broke into the league, there was not a ban on steroids uh, just yet. Steroids, you know, it was something that you didn't, you got frowned upon if you did it and if you're caught. But there was no ban against it. No one could tell you not. 
And Mark McGuire as a rookie, when he won Rookie of the Year, he led the league in home runs. So it is quite possible when Mark McGuire broke into the league, he didn't do steroids. And he has admitted to doing steroids, but I don't think he, he ever said he did steroids as soon as he broke into baseball. He always mentioned about in the 90s. I think maybe in the early 80s a little bit he did it, but I don't think... I He, he might have been doing it in 87. I mean... As a rookie, he led the league in home runs with 49. But if he didn't do it as a rookie, then that just shows you he already had natural talent. He had already had the God-given gifts. But since steroids weren't illegal, he, he you know, chose to do it. 1991 is when they made uh, steroids illegal. Mark McGuire was already a four-time All-Star by that point. So even if he was doing steroids, it didn't necessarily matter because... There was no rule against it. He was playing by the, the, the rules of Major League Baseball at the time. And he was playing in an era where people, multiple players were doing steroids. It wasn't just Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds. We look at them as the faces of it because these were guys who were hitting 60, 70 home runs in a season, you know. OB, OPS over 1,200, you know, these guys, OBP was almost 500 some seasons uh, just because no one wants to pitch to them. So Mark McGuire was a guy who definitely did steroids because he's admitted to it. And he said he did it, you know, on and off throughout the 90s. So when I look at a guy like Mark McGuire, his career is definitely tainted by steroids. So should he be in the Hall of Fame? That's a tough question to ask. You can make an argument for either one because, yes, he did do steroids. He has admitted to doing it. He has said he's done it on and off throughout the entirety of his career. So basically, we can say his career is he might be in the Hall of Fame discussion because he did steroids. But the case to actually put him in is because not only does he have the numbers to put it to be in the Hall of Fame, that's that's an obvious you know reason to to put someone in the Hall of Fame because they have the the production to to back it up. But the main reason is. One, it wasn't banned till 1991, so he had five years uh, of high-level baseball before it was even a thing that you, you could put against him as a reason to put against him to not make the Hall of Fame because it wasn't illegal. There wasn't testing till 03, so Mark McGuire was already retired by the time they even had testing, so... Even though it was illegal, you didn't know who was actually doing steroids because there was no testing. And then the third reason is it was called the steroid error. So it wasn't just Mark, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds. There was possibly hundreds of players. You know, they had that Mitchell report in 03 that showed 100 players, you know, possibly doing steroids. And we know that list was finicky, inconclusive. We can't go all the way off that list, but 100 players on that list, and that wasn't even technically the steroid era. That was like the end of it. I mean, we're still in the steroid era in 03, but it was like the tail end of the steroid era. Mark McGuire was in the prime of the steroid era. He was playing in a time where it wasn't just hitters doing steroids. They talk about it. Pitchers were doing steroids as well. So it wasn't just the batters who did it. It was the pitchers as well. So if everyone is doing steroids, I see that as an even playing field. Yeah, there were guys who weren't, and if you weren't doing steroids and you had a you had a Hall of Fame production, then hop it up to you. You should be a Hall of Famer. And those guys who were near Hall of Famers but didn't do steroids, and they're saying, hey, if I did steroids, I would have been, been a Hall of Famer. And 
I'm getting overlooked and, and not making it because a guy like Mark McGuire, who probably could have been a borderline Hall of Famer too, but because he did steroids, he looks like a, a definitive first ballot. So where does that leave me? And I get that argument. I get the argument of the players who stay clean their their whole career during the Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa era, had borderline Hall of Fame numbers, but could never get in because they were close but not good enough. And steroids probably could have put them over the top. But they decided to, you know, play the game cleanly. They didn't want to do that. And Mark McGuire has admitted to that being a mistake and how he doesn't want and how, and how he wish he did do steroids. We look at a guy like Sammy Sosa. He's never admitted to doing steroids. He, when he testified in front of Congress, he told them all he's never injected himself with steroids. He said he's never taken steroids illegally. And he's never admitted to doing steroids. So as of right now, Sammy Sosa's never failed a test. We believe heavily that he's done steroids, but in the court of law, he said he's never done it. He's done multiple interviews, never said he's done it. He's never failed a drug test. So what? why? So something like that. He played in the steroid era. He he has the, the, the background of a guy who, you know, came into the league with not a lot of pop. And then by the end of his career, he was a 65 home run, home run guy. So he definitely fit the profile of a guy who you think would take steroids, uh, who, who started taking steroids in his career. But you can't say it definitively. And if there's not definitive fact that someone took steroids like a Mark McGuire, then I don't think you could definitively say that they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I'm fine with Mark McGuire being in or being out of it. I see both sides of the Hall of Fame argument from Mark McGuire. But a guy like Sammy Sosa, who's always been consistent with saying he's never done it, testified in the court of law, he's never failed tests, then with all of that and he has the numbers, I feel like Sammy Sosa should be in the Hall of Fame because of it. And I definitely think Barry Bonds should be too because he's never failed the test either. And he did get caught with perjury in the court of law. So basically, under law, under oath, they're saying he did steroids. But he never failed a drug test before allegations ever came up. He was already a three-time MVP winner. So I think he's the kind of guy that should be in the Hall of Fame as well. But a guy like Mark McGuire... I can definitely see uh, why someone wouldn't want him in the Hall of Fame. But overall, I think when it comes to people who are doing steroids, I think it matters. Your error, your error was other players doing steroids. How long did you as a player do steroids for? And when did you start doing steroids? Did you take steroids in your 10th season major leagues? Or were you doing steroids, you know, by the time you're rookie, second year in baseball or another sport? So I think those three factors really matter when determining a, a player's Hall of Fame case. I think as cut and dry as this guy took steroids for a season. So we have to vanish his whole career. A guy like Ryan Braun, I, I can get why you wouldn't want to see him in the Hall of Fame. He really tried to tear down a lot of players' careers or not players, but media people's careers and people were coming against him really said that he didn't do and he he actually ended up admitting it later on so a guy like that I could see why but outside of you know the one season we failed the the testing he he's been pretty clean so does that mean he only did steroids one season and he was benefiting off steroids one year I don't know but if he was just that one year then he probably should still be in the hall of fame mix but Ryan Braun's a guy who's been taking steroids since his third year in baseball, been doing it on and off uh, kind of consistently for the better part of his career, then he does not deserve to be in baseball. So I think it all matters with the context of when a guy did it, how long he did it, and what era he played in. Coming up in segment number two, I'll get into what Rob Manfred had to, said to, had to say to ESPN's Mike Greenberg on 
the Sports Center special, the return of sports today. So I'll get into that very soon. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional 10000 To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Let me tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bars are not candy bars. Even though, even though they taste like candy bars, they're actually protein bars. They come in 16 amazing flavors, 8 with chocolate and nuts, 8 with chocolate, but nut-free flavors as well. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. And get this, the Built Bars are incredibly healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy like me because they help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, Low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Just go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off at BuiltBar.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain store front. Winder are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions. And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose all the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we send you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, all right, let's get back into it, and let's talk about what Rob Manfred had to say on the Sports Center, Sports Center special, The Return of Sports in Mike Greenberg. So Rob Manfred said today that he is pretty uncertain about the state of baseball right now and just the overall return of baseball this season. He sounded pretty pessimistic he said he's less confident right now than he was last week when he when he made it sound like there, there was no shot that baseball was being canceled now all of a sudden it seems like he made a complete 180 and he's not confident at all telling greenberg uh about the sports not sports but major league baseball returning this year last week manfred pegged the likelihood at 100% that baseball was going to return this year. 
Now today, he said, I'm not confident. I think there's a real risk, and as long as there's no dialogue, that real risk is going to continue. Manfred said when asked if he was confident there would be a season. So right now, Manfred has made a complete 180 from last week, and it sounds like the season is really in jeopardy. And I get both sides of the argument from the players' union and the from the players' association and the MLB owners. I see both sides of their argument, and I both hate I hate both of them equally right now. For the players' association, I get it. You want your prorated salaries for what you signed for. You know, you're taking a health risk for being out there. We're asking you to be away from your families, possibly, and not come into contact with too many people. It's going to be pretty strict. And the, the owners are asking for, you know, 50 games, you know, not a ton. They, they want to they wanna give you less money, you know, a pay cut when you want fully prorated salary. So I get that. But the, that, that's me being in support of the players. That's, that's my compassionate side for the players. You know, the angel on my shoulder. But the devil on my shoulder is telling me, listen, you guys are still millionaires. At the very least, you guys are making six figures, so you guys could take a pay cut. Most industries in America, their employees are taking pay cuts right now. Go look at those broadcasters on these FS1, FS1 and ESPN shows. They're taking pay cuts, and they're making a lot of money, too. Most of these places, a lot of CEOs, the commissioners of leagues uh, and higher up, you know, the front office executives, they've taken pay cuts as well. We've heard Adam Silver and other NBA front office executives take pay cuts. So it's happened, you know. It's not like we're, we're asking something outrageous for a 10 millionaire to make 7 million now in a season and you have a chance to recoup that you know possibly in the postseason or later down the line in your career so it's not like we're asking anything crazy for from the players so that's where my hate comes in I, I I don't like to see you guys complain about money and saying you know we can't take these pay cuts because you guys are still getting paid a lot of money and and money shouldn't be the issue here that's my number one reason why I hate both of them because money seems to be such a driving force in a sport where players where where the revenue is in the billion billions owners are making billions players are making multi multi millions and people want to complain about money now where i see the side for the you know the owners they are losing money even though they're 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 you know billionaires they are losing money baseball does make a lot from the concessions and the gate revenue uh they the tv contract money you know is big issue there uh they they want to pay the players less so they could keep some of their money you know it, it's always about money so they want to pay the players a little bit less you know cuz everyone's taking pay cuts right now so i get that right now you know paying your employees a little bit less during this tough time until you can recuperate the assets. But at the same time, you guys are billionaires. You just signed a billion-dollar extension return of sports for them to broadcast the postseason games. So the revenue is not an issue. You guys will always get that money back. You know, TV contract money, eventually the concessions will come back. These owners make a lot of money from their other business ventures as well outside of the MLB organization. So when I hear both sides talking about money and they keep coming in with these 40 to 50 game proposals where I think it's preposterous. I like how the players are pushing for like at least 80 games around there. And these owners keep coming in for like a minimum of 50 games. I, I'm not having it with that. 
I don't like how both sides are handless. The, the the players, they got their agent, Scott Boris, talking about how they need the full amount of money and they make it seem like they can't live without it. And the owners are making it seem like they're going poor over here, having to cut, you know, a third of their minor leaguers. They, they have to give pay cuts to players and employees. They make it sound like the owners won't be able to survive during this pandemic if uh, players won't be able to take pay cuts and if they don't have a shorter season. So it's all a little, you know, BS. It's all a little hogwash. But in the end, the season needs to come back because there's more things on the line than just the MLB season and what happens to the money for players and owners. How about, you know, people like, you know, me and the other podcasters here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. We take pay cuts. Uh, we're making less because... There's no baseball on. Our streams are are going down because, you know what? People don't want to listen to a baseball podcast as much when there's no baseball on. Other media, you know, sports blogs, SB Nation, other small media outlets, you know, startup companies that need sports to come back so they can profit, so they can make revenue, you know, media markets, social media markets, graphic design, creative media markets. There's so many different avenues in, in you know, industries, so many different lanes in the sports industry, so many different ways to, to profit off sports. That's not just talking about sports. You can write about sports, you could do graphics, you know, videos, so many different things. And a lot of that stuff is on halt right now because there's no.